One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Redman TV. It's the Instant Match Reaction, uh, Brighton 1, Liverpool 3. I'm Paul Machen. I'm joined by Chris Page once again. Hello, mate. Um, good. Yeah, busy. Been um, it's been a little... Very little amount of time. Um, how are you doing? How are you feeling after that? Good, I think. Um, <laughs> no, look, I think I don't think it was the best performance. I think Klopp summed it up, didn't he, after the game where he said, like, look, we did really well at the beginning and we did really well at the end, but that middle part of the game we just didn't do well enough. And that's yeah. that's kind of it at the moment for me. It's like again, I still put it down to sharpness for Liverpool at the moment, Paul. I'm looking at it and thinking, I can see that we're on the cusp of where we were, but we're mm. not there because this Liverpool side earlier on in the season at 2-0, that game's over. Yeah. And we let them back into that game and it was nervous for no reason. And I'm not sure why. Do you have any reason? No, do you know why that happened? Why that might have been? Why Why we didn't dominate the whole game? Yeah. Uh, look, Brighton, I think Brighton are a good team. Uh, you know, and Brighton had a, had a game play. Yeah, I think so. I think Brighton are a better team than people give them credit for. I think the the they've got a, they play a decent brand of football. The, I think we they may be surprises a little bit in so much as everyone was talking about how narrow Brighton play, and actually God Brighton went, yeah. started to you started to use the width and particularly again using uh, Lamp. Do you had a, It's funny because once Mane and Robbo come on the pitch, it was the end. It was the end of his game, and it's pretty special. He's a nineteen year old kid, but like, they they went at us. They were direct, and I think. As I talked about this on 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 red mentions is that I think the front three four five whatever were ridiculously sloppy against Aston Villa. I think it was the back five who were sloppy in this game, and those little touches in the amount of times because I don't think we necessarily did anything particularly particularly wrong, but we just gave the ball away loads and loads and put ourselves into into ridiculous. But there's like there was a moment where even Virgil Van Dijk just made this just. It 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 up in the air, for like for, you know, like for no for no reason. It's very unlike him. And I get maybe it's is it people might say it might be complacency, might be a little bit you know, a little bit of that kind of settled in. But you might I think we're we're spinning plates to try and keep the whole thing moving, which is why we're seeing big you know quite big changes and from get from game to game and what have you. Our first eleven is still by far and away our absolute first eleven, but everything else we do changes takes a little bit away from that. And Brighton, Brighton, Brighton just gave us a I, good game. I agree with you at the point you made there about you know we're, we're making more changes than we would have done. Like if we had City breathing down on if this season's still going, we just don't make a lot of the changes that we've been making. And and you know we we always say it, don't you? When you make wholesale changes, and everyone says this, it's not like it's just us. By the way, uh, you know when you make wholesale changes, it's more difficult. Well, it is. It's blindingly obvious. We've seen that over the last couple of weeks and stuff. Especially when I do think that they're not all fit at the moment. They're not all firing on all cylinders. But you know what? 
I think the, the the thing is we had this like false dawn against Crystal Palace, didn't we? Where we just thought, ah, oh, fuck, brilliant. Everton was a bit of a one-off. And I don't think we're going to have it that easy between now and the end of the season. What we saw today was that first 20, 25 minutes, we were scintillating at times, like back to that high intensity, high pressing. And Klopp mentioned it in his um, post-match again. He talked about it. He's like, we had a plan Mm -hmm. for how we were going to win the ball back off Brighton high up the pitch. And it worked perfectly in places and it didn't work in other places. Like they obviously did something, changed something maybe to free up a man to make that passion a little bit easier for them. But until they got onto it, we were too goes up and the game was over really mm-hmm. you know as, as close as they did you know they bring a goal back and stuff realistically the game was over when we when we scored our two goals but it was the manner in which we did that it was just brilliant to watch yeah I mean you're right and in terms of how we played that wasn't really the Liverpool that was a lot of the Liverpool we've kind of moved away from being you know so many teams that we come up against they sit in they sit deep they smash long balls down the, down the field or, or whatever and we're just we're just tasked with finding a way through well Brighton played up Brighton tried to play football and that's why we capitalised on it we're, we're, we we are a we side we still do that we just yeah. don't get the opportunities like, often exactly because who, who's fucking stupid enough to play that against Liverpool you know with the greatest respect and Brighton played right into our hands in that first what 10 minutes of the match and the game was done within 10 minutes because of because of that and actually because you know the performances of like Nabi Cater and Jordan Henderson Firmino Salah etc etc um but yeah, you know, and the second they they just I think they just went a bit cannier after that, and they go a bit more direct, and they they they, they put it on our toes a bit more. My play started being a bit more direct again. They got some width down the down the down the flanks with the fullbacks and what have you, and just stretches a little bit. And particularly when you've got Nico Williams in there, the all our troubles came when they just went a bit braver and just went. And we've seen Liverpool do this plenty of times. We've got nothing to lose. Just get get up, get up the pitch. Nico was having a quite a fun time on that side. He just play dead high up on the left, get the ball, have a few touches, drop the shoulder, do a couple of step overs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. When he had to go back the other way, he had a couple of problems. But again, I think it's, it's credit to credit to Brighton. Potter's, Graham Potter's clearly quite a decent well, manager. Their, their goal proves that. I yeah. mean, you, you know, that's a goal that I've seen Liverpool score in many ways. In that, you know, they've got their their right winger. Dropping deep and inside, and 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 they're asking questions of Nico Williams, and Nico Williams follows him, and actually, again on third watch back, Ox doesn't track Lamptey at all, mm-hmm. and and that's part of the problem. There's an overload on that right hand side, and it's a great ball in, it's a great finish, and that happens. You know, it's a great play, but it's the centre back's ball to the forward or the right winger that yeah. opens everything else up. Liverpool do that all the time. Mo Salah drops a little bit deeper sometimes. Ball played into feet and sends around the outside, and we're working a ball in. Yeah, and look, I think it's worth pointing out. So you look at the. This is Crystal Palace, the only team we played since the end of lockdown who had nothing to play for. And you might say Everton, but Everton did because it was a Merseyside derby and it's Ancelotti and he's playing and those players are playing not to be embarrassed. Mm. They're playing not to, you know, not to have all just their work to get a win against Liverpool. No, no, just not to put it in that instance. He, you know, obviously it was pre-Ancelotti where we battered them. We battered them 5-2. We then beat them in the FA Cup with a team of children. You know, and then, but it comes back after lockdown. Ancelotti's had all his focus on this, and Liverpool don't have a full strength team out, and Everton just have a have a game plan to frustrate Liverpool and come out with a draw, so everyone can go and keep their heads up high, and they can take some positives out of it and use that as springboard, which they kind of did up until the Tottenham game. Um, Palace nothing to play for, mid table. The second they lost Zaha, who's their talisman, they they were absolutely done in that game. And you know, Villa fighting for the line, City were playing for pride. Mm. City had more on the line in that game than than, than, than we did. You know more. More, more desire for it and then you come against Brighton and we were saying in the build up they're probably safe 
But we equally said, look at the upcoming fixtures. It's only going to take a couple of bad results and a couple of decent results from some like a, from Aston Villa in the next couple of games, as unlikely as that might be. And they could be right back into it. So they went for it. They played without fear. They didn't play like a team ready to roll well, over at the belly ask, yeah. Is Do you think teams are going to are going to see what's happened if you attack Liverpool and think, you know what, rather than just sit back and accept that they'll probably break us down over 90, is it a better option to maybe just have a go at going at us? Because we're seeing teams do that to City now that we never yeah. used to see. Yeah, I, I, again, because it's a bit of a free hit at the moment. It, it's kind of like they're playing in like a never-never-land. You know what I mean? It's not doesn't. It's a bit surreal unless you've really got something. Just having a look at it, Burnley will be up next. I'm not sure they really. I think they'll fall into the Crystal Palace category. If I'm honest, I don't think really. And I, but they and get about, results. They do, but I also think that they've got. I think you need the players to play. And I'm not sure Burnley have. Got, I mean, I saw this against in against the Man City against Man City. In fact, you're thinking. Burnley, Burnley are the kind of team who can cause Man City problems. They've caused them problems in the past. And then, I mean, they were missing Chris Wood and that other yard dog they play up front, whatever his name is, and they were playing Jay Rodriguez and some and uh, Vidra, I think it was. And they were trying to play footy. They're passing it around. This is quite nice. But you're trying to play passing football against Manchester City and they got absolutely just killed. Stupid. Yeah, they got killed by it. I think be, it'll be, I, I suspect like that Burnley game will be, will be a little bit easier going. But yeah, and then what, what, what after that? Uh, like Arsenal might be it might give us a, might give us a bit of a game. Chelsea, Chelsea obviously, I think we'll, we'll we'll go for it. But what again? They'll have FA Cup games. I think you know you know potentially yeah, it's you that know weekend before the Chelsea game. Isn't they it? might well be looking towards an FA Cup semi or FA Cup final, whatever it'll be at that, at that stage. Um, yeah, I, look, I, I think the the the, the loads more positives to take from that. I enjoyed that game of football. I think we went about it the right way. We it, we, it was. Considering it was two very different sides, play you know, and the changes we made, I think this was a much uh, a night and day performance compared to Aston Villa. There was there was parts of the performance that I didn't like, you know. I mean, I've got the stats in front of me actually, and I'll, I'll get them up on the screen for you now, um, and hopefully that should be about ready. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Okay, so we got the ball possession at fifty six percent, not as high as we normally see actually from Liverpool. Nineteen shots to twelve, quite a lot of shots we gave away to Brighton there. We had eight on target to their two though. Now the big thing, if I just scroll down a little bit, we created four big chances, missed three of them. Mm-hmm. They created five big chances and missed four of them. That's the concern for me at the moment is yeah. that we are con- we seem to be conceding a lot of shots on goal and big chances. And Allison, luckily, is one of the best goalkeepers in world football but I'm just going to go over to Salah while I've got this on the screen as well because Salah had a great game didn't he mm. uh, and we can we can talk about the, the big chances and stuff straight after um, two goals one assist five shots on target two shots off one shot blocked fuming as well doesn't say that but he was fuming <laughs> three big chances missed uh, 45 touches two key passes as well for a lad who was looking for a hat trick and was looking for goals still managed to get two key passes and stuff the lad's unbelievable let's just let, we can leave the iPad for a bit now what do you make of, of these big chances and, and our what do you put it down to, Paul? Is it the fact that we've changed the midfield? Are we just not playing with the same intensity now that we've won the league, or do we need to be worried in any way? Um, no, again, it boils down to me again. I think Brighton had a, Brighton had a go, and may, maybe it's a little bit of complacency. You could make, maybe argue, maybe it is fitness. I think what's telling is, and I've said I said this earlier on. Liverpool have got their first team. And all, all everyone else is doing is being a bit of a place card 
while we keep the first team fit and we get the first team in as many games as possible. And I said this all along, Klopp will be, and Klopp and the fitness team will be working so that we can have the best team possible for Arsenal and Chelsea because mm-hmm. they're the games that are going to break the point, are going to, you know, break the point and they're going to be the most difficult remaining fixtures. Duh, it goes without saying, the two best teams left that we've got left to play. We are, we're just better. We, our, our first team, are the, I've got the greatest understanding they're our best footballers and so, and everything else is all a bit. We're testing this, and we try. It's it's either they're just coming in to fill a fill a fill a body to be a body while the other lad gets a bit of rest, or it is as you kind of uh, said a couple of times on various players, is to have a little bit of an experiment and see how see how people get on and stuff. So, you <laughs> can send. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. No. Well, what's, what's the point? The league's, the league's fucking won. You know what I mean? And and, and I wonder whether, in, in terms of how we're approaching games, I don't think we're playing football in the way that we normally play football. And whether that, I don't know what that is and, what, and why that is, but we're not... You know, yes, you mentioned it. Like we got more possession, but we weren't like we didn't just kill that game stone dead. The Liverpool that's won the league this season gets two goals up and goes. That's fine. We play. We continue to play for the entire game. There, we continue to we continue to run. We continue to try. And I just wonder whether that's a part of a game plan. Is we're just we're going back to what we were. We're just looking to. We're trying to maybe blow teams away. And in not and being in in being disjointed with the players and maybe on the pitch, it's not quite as we're not quite as solid in in doing that. But yeah, I, I can't I can't possibly see it as a concern. The fucking leagues, the leagues done and dusted, and we just won three one. Ninety two points, points total. Looking at one hundred and four still. A couple of big games left. I think we're gonna do it. If if Burnley goes the way that it should go. In that, that, it should just be three points and, and you know and wrap them up and, and, and carry on. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we'll do. It. I don't. I don't know that we'll get 104, but I think I think 101 is it should. The 101 should be the target, or what? 
102 you know if you draw you pick up a draw or, or, or whatever instead um, which which would be 92 sound. points is more than Manchester United have ever gotten a league season in the Premier League era, by funny the way. isn't it yeah and I, funny, I did a video on this on, on, on my channel about how you how you rank this Liverpool side and it's dead funny how I mean you use it to save your arguments but when you're constructing who are the best Premier League sides of all time I find it astounding how quickly Man United fans are to write off the total of points that you get <laughs> Well, you know, because I keep saying it. For me, the, if particularly if Man City put a full stop on it by winning the Champions League this season, the Man City side, Pep's Man City side, is the greatest Premier League team of all time. And but Klopp has the ability to usurp that next season. Because if they win another league or another, or another European Cup next season, I think they they go neck and neck or above. Um, yeah, it's it's boss. The people are fucking amazing and. You know, people will try to knock us down for that, but that's that's their that's their point. Just to talk briefly about Mo Salah before we wrap up, because you mentioned his, his stats and stuff. Um, he's phenomenal, just like an absolute revelation. And all this talk, I, I got I got mentioned this on on the red mentions about his selfishness. I don't understand, I mean, and I get it because I felt that at times during the season. I think he has been a little bit up and down this season, but you know. 19 goals and 9 assists how much less selfish can you be and still be a top centre forward I don't know I mean I, I'll be honest he frustrates me at times Yeah, like he's not frustrated me for, for a few months obviously we didn't have fussy for a few months there was a point during the season where I was getting really really frustrated with Salah because you know he maybe wasn't being that team player that I thought that Liverpool needed at the time but also Liverpool need a goal scorer and it's mad because I don't know why why this is and, and maybe people in the comments will be able to tell me but for some reason I think he's the most underrated striker in the league 100%. because he's just consistently so good. He's probably going to get three twenty goal seasons in the Premier League back to back. You know, he's top scorer last two seasons, joint obviously with Aubameyang and Mane last season, and yet he's always spoken about as being a selfish player and not that good and a one season wonder and all this type of stuff. And yet he's consistently been the, been the best player in the league since he waltzed back into the league and took it by storm. The, the guy who brought this and I, I get up. frustrated by him as well, by the way. And oh, I'm yeah, saying this. Well, I said again. I I, I, I I don't think he's been at the same level of because he's so good in his first season and he just scored every week by that standard. He has been a little bit up and down. I think. Look, I think Liverpool have had to work their way through some troubles this season. I think not having. I don't think David Carrigi's knocked on the door enough. Shakiri's not been able to knock on the door enough. And that's it then. So, you know, an Oxford Chamberlain's played more games than we'd have liked in the front three as a result. None of those lads are going to really drive on the existing front three. They've been driving themselves on. Uh, someone mentioned, the comment was mentioned, was like, why can't he be more like Lewandowski? Well, Lewandowski, I just thought I'd get it up. 34 goals this season. Yeah, Lewandowski's a goal machine. But he's got four assists. So this notion of like, well, let me guess it's like Lewandowski, he knows when not to take a chance and blah, blah, blah. Not as well as Mohamed Salah, but, you know, just on pure, on pure statistics. That is a, he is a complete forward. I, I, I'm like, look, I, I do think there are times during games where he is selfish. I'm not going to get away from that. Whether he's got nine assists or he's got 15, I'll still tell you he's being selfish. The difference is, right? Whether you're asked or not. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Listen, if he wasn't passing and he, and he wasn't scoring goals, I'd be really angry. Yeah. But if he decides not to pass and scores fucking 20 goals a season or 30 goals a season, I'm going to go, 
sound, back yourself, mate. I'm fine with that because you're still scoring goals. If you're not scoring goals and you're not assisting, we're going to have problems, Mo, me and you. But you keep banging them in and I won't be banging on your door, mate. mate, Again, I I find it ludicrous. And again, now to say this, I get it when... He, you know, he, we're not. He's not scoring week in, week out. And he had a little dry spell at first, the longest dry spell, I think, pretty much early on in early on in the season. And Mane had been a bit up, up and down or whatever. And you know, I get, I get. Sadio Mane, sixteen goals and seven assists in the Premier League. Like these, these numbers are, are are phenomenal. These guys both look a bit selfish at times, to be to be perfectly honest. But they, like, if my if my if Salah had nineteen goals and zero assists, I'd be like, that's selfish. You are being selfish because I know that there's plenty of opportunities. I've seen him take a shot on when I actually think he could have passed. But he's somehow managing to balance that pretty well because he's going for the golden boots. And yet, you know, there's no one... No, like, again, in terms of the top goal scorers in the league, nobody comes... Who's the, only, that, the next highest assister... That the only person who's got more assists to them in, in, on the top goal scorer chart is Kevin De Bruyne, who's got eleven goals and eight, and eighteen assists. No one comes close. In fact, Manny's the only one uh, who comes close to touching him in terms of his, his creative output as well. He's world class. He's our best player, um, and I think the problem is is that because he doesn't he doesn't wear the number nine shirt, he doesn't play centre forwards, and let's be honest, he he does look a bit. I don't know. Torres just looked like this. He just used to God. Yeah, just glide, glide in and slot everything perfectly. And he was this uh, super number nine because Salah does look a bit bundly at times and things do bobble a bit for him when he goes in. And he scores, but he scores every type of goal. Yeah, but the, the the reason that he does those types of things, I think about the one where like he probably should have had about seven or eight penalties given against him. He doesn't take yeah. pens, so that that goes against him as well. Yeah. That that would put him on twenty five yeah. goals easy <laughs> yeah, this probably, season, yeah. even if he just took the ones that he should have been given. Um, never mind the ones that were given on him. The difference is he's constantly doing this little back and drag and all this type of stuff from last week where he should have had a penalty. That's because there's four men on him all the fucking time we used to play the ball over the top to Torres and he was running on the goalkeeper one on one most of the time yeah. that's the difference is Mo Salah is in, a, in an age of football now and plays in a position where you can double up you can't double up on a fucking centre forward who's running in behind you, you just can't do it but you can you can get two or three bodies around Mo Salah because he plays on the right wing would you people keep saying you need Liverpool need a finisher need an out and out finisher uh, Jamie Vardy's an out and out finisher and has only got three more goals than Salah Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is an out-and-out finisher and has only got one more goal than, than Mohamed Salah. Look back, and I know Aguero's had his injury problems, but like six, you know, 16 goals for Aguero. It's... Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's because... I think teams can always go with an out-and-out finisher. They always... But it's... it's where's he go? But what does it do to the rest of what you what does it do to the rest of what you do? Where's We've got an out-and-out finisher. His name's Divock Origi. He doesn't suit how we play. It doesn't suit how we play football. You could put a number nine... You, you put him centre-forward... And we're fucking crap, you know. We we don't play football well and right in that in, in that in that situation. You've got to change how you play to suit a, a, a suit an out and out goal scorer because they're all selfish pricks. All goal scorers are selfish assholes because they're all they live for is goals. Mohamed Salah is that, and yet is going to end up probably on double figures assists for the season as well. Can don't we see a, the problem. Can we have a little word about Naby Keita? Yes, very briefly. Because he was fucking tremendous. Again. He was, he was. Um, I know that absolutely, I, I, I really, full-on Naby Keita performance, and, and 
anyone who doesn't see what he can do, I get people who've got it who are a bit unsure and, and maybe don't think he'll ever really truly hit the peaks for Liverpool because he doesn't play enough footy for us. But I can't understand anyone who doesn't think he's an absolute player. No, I don't know, man. I just every time I see him, I just I just think I just love it when he's got the ball at his feet. I just get the ball to him. He 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 played four key passes tonight, and two of our big chances he was the one who created them. And then you think about him winning the ball back both of our first two goals as well, and what he did, and he obviously gets that assist as well for the first one. Just fucking brilliant to watch. Dead, dead fun to watch and just different to what we've got and what we've had. And I think maybe what we've ever had. I don't think we've ever had a centre midfielder like him. No. Runs with his head up, always looking for a pass direct. Just beautiful. He's a bit like, I think he's the, he plays the midfield the way that Coutinho wanted to play midfield. You know, I don't think he's, he's, he's not think say he's the same player as Coutinho, but he's got that very close control. He, he, he's, he's nippy over a couple of yards, but he's not necessarily massively explosive and, and what have you. He, when people talk about like, we never replaced Coutinho, we did with Cater, but people, I think people think Coutinho was the lad who used to bend balls into the top corner every now and again and forget how horrendously frustrating that was as, as a footballer. Cater quietly has a really good goal return for the amount of minutes that he plays on the pitch for us. And he is that guy who you just boot the ball to him in really tight spaces and he's happy to just maintain possession. As you say, he'll glide past the man, open up a new range of options for him, stop, start. He's, he's got a surprising amount of vision on him. I think that's a sharpness that will come. I think if we ever get 10 games back-to-back out of Keita, I think he'll start to be that unlocker of defences mm. with, with with his passes as well. The key master indeed, yeah. So very, 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 very encouraging indeed. More about Naby Keita um, tomorrow on the final word. So if you want to join us for that show, you can do become a Red Men member on YouTube. Sign up tier two and tier three, which is club captain and club legend levels, will get you access to the final word show after every single Liverpool game, 60 minutes exclusively for there and for subscribers to the Red Men TV dot um, com yes and we'll of course be building up to Burnley as well which will be available for free on the YouTube um, guys thank you so much you've been absolutely wonderful sticking with us throughout the entirety of the show hope you've had a wonderful evening uh, the Fan Zone show will return on Saturday at quarter past two uh, 45 minutes before the three o'clock kickoff against Burnley on Saturday so we shall see you there uh, thank you very much good night planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.